Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Fold, sitting here with my brother from another mother and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm feeling good today, Folds. How are you? I feel great, as always. Kicking it here in Studio 1B, getting ready to drop a, uh, another great show for you all. At least we hope so. We, uh, we had a fun time putting this one together. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, a fun topic, too, a topic that goes way back to the beginning of, of you and I meeting up and discussing these topics together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so uh, what's, what's what's been going on in the last uh, week or so since we've been in rehearsals and stuff? Oh, let's see. Uh, watching the news last night, I saw that uh, there was an article on Space Force. We always like to keep up with oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Space Force, I'm all about. I there was a, a representative uh, from Louisiana that wrote a letter to President Trump asking for the home of Space Force to be in Louisiana. Wow. Well, that's big that now that they're they're deciding on a locale, getting the president involved. And I have to say, I mean, regardless of, of how you feel <clears throat> of the president of the United States, I'm excited about this whole Space Force. Um, and I'm kind of excited about, uh, you know, Donald Trump actually leading it, uh, not because uh, I favor him over anybody else, but he's just he's the guy that would seem to me that is just arrogant enough to uh cripple deep state because deep state and the you know the secret space program they don't want uh anybody going into space and trump's just one of those guys that's like so what i'm doing it it's going to be amazing it's going to be the best (laughs) space program ever right and he's also the kind of guy that is transparent enough to to release his findings. Sure, because he, you know, from what we understand, uh, he serves no masters because he paid his own way uh, through the election. So. Right. I mean, there's been time and time again where he's gone against the, 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 the norm. Right. Sure. And I mean, once he announced that Space Force, I'm sure there was uh, people like Dick Cheney and all those guys are starting to get a little bit rattled. But uh, what's interesting, though, is bringing up the fact that they're trying to lock down a locale for Space Force and for this whole operation to take off. Um, it'll be interesting to find out if um, when they do go up there, if they happen to run into our tonight's uh, topic of the Black Knight Satellite. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, something that's been orbiting the Earth since our records have shown and previously, even before that. Yeah. Uh, but it is, um, it's a, it's a something that's needs, that needs more study. It's a bit of an anomaly that uh, there are different uh, uh, hypotheses on, um, and uh, we're going to go through them tonight. If, you, if you're familiar with the Black Satellite, uh, this will be a lot of fun recap for you. If you're unfamiliar with it, you're in for uh, a nice treat because uh, this is one of those topics out in the realm that Subtle Beast covers that you know not a whole lot of people touch upon or even want to discuss. But in Subtle Beast fashion, we're doing it. We're doing it. And one thing is for certain, it's there. Exactly. And we're going to break down for you how, where, what, why, how, whose testimony, who said what, what can we believe, what, 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 what are the, the debunkers trying to say to throw us off course. We're going to cover all that tonight. And then, as, as always, uh, you come up with your own conclusion on what you think. So we're going to produce probably, uh, well, not probably, we're definitely going to produce both sides of the argument in some fashion and get down to... Is this thing out there or not? All right, Foltz, without further ado. All right. So 
for any of you that are unfamiliar, and even for those that are, the Black Knight satellite is one of the strangest, most mysterious alien objects to have graced Earth with its presence. And as a lot of UFO researchers will tell you, it's been keeping an eye on humanity for over 13,000 years, constantly checking our progress and reporting to its faraway masters. Now, in a recent video upload to YouTube by a man named, or woman, Street Cap One, the, the alien satellite shows its irregular shape once again. The object does not resemble any known satellite that we've put into orbit, and its architecture is definitely alien-looking. There are no solar panels attached to its frame, which lead us to believe the alien object must employ some type of other propulsion and or energy systems. Now, the Black Knight satellite rapidly gained worldwide notoriety following NASA's STS-88 mission, the first space shuttle mission to the International Space Station. A number of photos taken during the mission showed a strange object floating above the Earth. Many came to believe the photos were proof of the existence of an alien satellite. Now, in modern times, the story of the Black Knight can be traced back to 1954, three years before the world's first artificial satellite was launched. A group of scientists at White Sands Government Facility in New Mexico had picked up a strange periodic signal that were being emitted by an unknown source orbiting Earth. Now, by 1960, even the United States Department of Defense had acknowledged this alien presence. Now, if we dig a little deeper, we'll discover the same radio source had been identified by a team of Norwegian researchers in 1928 and prior to them. Even world-famous inventor Nikola Tesla, in 1899, while experimenting with high-voltage radio transmission equipment, Tesla picked up what he believed were alien signals coming from a source very close to the Earth. Now, here's a quote from Tesla. Quote, I felt as though I were present at the birth of a new knowledge or the revelation of great truth. My first observations positively terrified me as there was a presence in them, something mysterious, not to say supernatural, end quote. That's pretty crazy. That's very crazy. I mean, you have Nikola Tesla, who we are going to be covering probably a little bit more uh, later on in the podcast, but you know, just to touch briefly. Uh, talking about the Black Knight satellite and talking about Nikola Tesla within the same sentence, you know we're on to something good here. There's got to be some type of connection, and uh, we're going to go a little bit further and see if we can tie up these loose ends. So, going back further in time, we can find mentions in religious texts of a dark watcher looming above. The texts never mention its origin or nature, but some proponents of alternative history have taken to calling it the Dark Ark. They suspect the satellite is actually a genetic repository of sorts, and that it contains DNA samples from the advanced cultures that existed on Earth in ancient times. That's really fascinating, because there, there's so many different theories out there about... Uh, you know, where humanity has come from. Are, were we seeded from another star system or was there some type of bacteria on a meteor that hit Earth or not hit Earth, was sent to Earth with human DNA in it from another planet, another uh, star system, uh, you know, light years away to seed this planet and, and other planets within, you know, our, 
our, I mean, our solar system, Milky Way galaxy is, what, 100 million light years across. I mean, there could be tons of planets out there that were seeded in the same way. And if, if they were seeded, you would want to watch your whatever seed grows into. Sure. You, you would want to watch it grow. So they, they, they found a way to put this... And and it is. I mean, the Dark Knight satellite is uh, kind of inconspicuous, you know. Right. And I like what you said about if you if you had this, if we were seated, that you would want to look after it or you know monitor it to see what happens because um, if if these alien an- are our ancestors, what, it would make perfect sense to us because even as children, we're very curious or we want to observe things i can remember as a child they used to sell it was listed as a toy but it was called uh, sea monkeys and you would take these and they were just what they were was just little shrimp eggs and then you would put them into the little aquarium and then they would turn into shrimp and, and and you would observe them oh my gosh look at these animals that i created from a, a packet in water well, let's see what happens with this and you know these advanced civilizations are obviously doing it on a much larger scale but uh no it's definitely a natural feeling because you get that feeling of oh i have created life yeah almost like uh, uh, uh tom hanks when he created fire on the beach and, and then <laughs> yeah. i have created fire i did this yeah so i mean they're proud of it they want to monitor it and but you know as history has shown there there has been some glitches um in humanity so they're making sure that uh we stay in check and not destroy one another and or other civilizations out there. Now there's evidence in support of a theory that is, uh, that has come by because come on, do you have the technology to go into low earth orbit and start looking for an object that shouldn't be there? See, we don't, but hopefully with Trump's space force, we can get, uh, some people that will. And those who do have an interest in sharing their findings with the rest of the world, a.k.a. NASA. So our best shot is uncovering the truth about the Black Knight satellite. It would be uh, like going through our existing literature and cross-referencing it with uh, ancient text and uh, mythological accounts, which is what we do best here at Subtle Beasts. And if we find nothing, then it's settled. And we'll go on with our lives. But how uncomfortable would you be sleeping at night not knowing whether or not there's this unblinking ever watchful eye of an alien satellite always up there monitoring you making sure that you're following their protocol and doing everything that they want you to do it's almost like it could almost feel like it's taking away your free will but we're gonna dig in subtle beast is getting the answers so let's see i mean there's there's a lot of people out there that are always questioned well there's a lot of discussion on the black knight satellite is it is it real is it not steve uh, shed a little light well back in 1954 a few news reports claimed the u.s air force had discovered two satellites orbiting the earth with the first man-made satellite sputnik not launching for another three years the discovery was quite surprising the air force was not the only government agency to notice these satellites though The Venezuelan Communications Ministry also noticed their presence a few years later while tracking Sputnik. The ministry noted that the satellites were moving from east to west in retrograde orbit. Aside from the fact that there were only a few artificial satellites in orbit at the time, none would have been in retrograde. Interesting. So you got 
couple, you know, a couple things that we put up there. Right. But we didn't have the technology at the time to make them spin in retrograde orbit across the poles. We were just going an equatorial orbit at the time. Exactly. But uh, in 1954, there was a guy named Donald Kehoe. Now, he claimed found a satellite orbiting Earth. Kehoe was originally a marine naval aviator who later became the most prominent name in ufology. And he established the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomenon, or NICAP. Now, Kehoe claimed what his claim was picked up by the San Francisco Examiner and the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Now, according to these articles, Kehoe said that the Secretary of the Air Force, Harold Talbot, was aware of the satellites and even witnessed a silvery disc-shaped object in the sky. Pretty crazy. That I mean, and this guy's even, he's dropping names of Talbot. I mean, he's the Secretary of the Air Force, and he's the one that saw the disc-shaped object. So. Certainly. And so this Kehoe, I mean, even if this Talbot guy would ever come out and say, oh, well, I never said that. The line could be connected. Well, did you? Did Donald Kehoe have access to ask you questions? Did you work together on a daily basis? If the answers would come up yes, it would lead towards to me that Kehoe's telling the truth and that Talbot's just you know trying to dismiss his claims. Yeah, exactly. Another confounding characteristic of the Black Knight was the fact that it was circling the Earth in polar orbit, a feat not accomplished by man-made satellites until 1960. This type of orbit is typically used for mapping, reconnaissance, and tracking, and often is done in a sun-synchronous orbit so that each time the satellite passes a particular spot, it is in the same time of the day. The combination of retrograde and polar orbits makes this type of satellite stick out, especially in the late 1950s and early 1960s when satellite technology was in its infancy. And it wasn't just military entities who photographed an unidentified satellite, but also the Smithsonian Observatory at Harvard, as well as the Grumman Aircraft Corporation in New York. It just sounds shady. It sounds like, I mean, if it... If you listen to uh, our podcast from last week talking about the about the moon and and what the theories are on that, I mean, this almost falls into that category when it says that this type of orbit is typically used for mapping, reconnaissance, and tracking. But further than that, it's saying often it's done in the sun-synchronous orbit so that each time the satellite passes a particular spot, it's in the same time of day. Well, that would be so that it would be in the best spot that we wouldn't see it if we would look up. I mean, just like uh, the backside of the moon. I mean, it w- we never see that, but I mean, it's exposed at some point. And it would also be the best position for them to see us. Exactly. Oh, yeah. In doing all of the uh, reconnaissance. Right. Now, the story of the Black Knight gets even more bizarre with the French Space Commission observation of the satellite while Jacques Vallée was on staff. Now, despite excitement and intrigue by Valet and his colleagues, a senior member of his team deleted their imaging of the satellite for reasons unknown. Now, while Valet said he believed it was out of embarrassment for the commission's inability to identify the orbiting object, it was becoming increasingly common for agencies around the world to notice the unidentified satellite without explanation or simply just to, you know, bury it within, uh, you know, the military industrial complex just to keep... Peace or whatever. Sweep it under the carpet. Oh, yeah. Typical. Delete the tapes. What's that remind you of? 
Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, we we don't have anything. Uh, well, can we see the tapes from the moon so that we can analyze them to see if it's well? They were all taped over. It was common practice to tape over tapes. We didn't have as many tapes back in the in the six in the fifties, sixties, seventies. So right, and we just, just like they say stuff. When somebody asked one of the astronauts, well, why haven't we been back to the moon? They said, well, we used to have the technology to go there. We don't have it anymore. It's like, what do you talk? That wasn't documented. <laughs> I love like, what Foltz always says. We went to the moon with less technology than we carry around in our pockets every day now. Yeah, on our iPhone. And, 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 and not to get off topic, but speaking of the iPhone and the, and the connection that they had with the astronauts on the moon, typically a response with the satellites that we had at that time, it would take 15 minutes between message and message. And they were answering, uh, what do you call it, Houston, like almost instantaneously. It's like, come on. Like they were in the next room over. Right. So, well, hey, maybe they should have used the Black Knight satellite. to. <laughs> they could have been talking a lot faster. They could have bounced their signals right off it. Yeah, or maybe they could have got in that and they could actually got past the Van Allen belts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Steve, why don't you give them a little explanation of what NASA's explanation is? So this is, uh, you know how there are facts and then there's NASA's explanation. Facts. Uh, there's several pictures circulating the internet of what is thought to be the Black Knight. These pictures, according to NASA, are images of a thermal cover dropped during a spacewalk or during some type of extravehicular activity on the ISS. During this expedition, one astronaut purportedly finished his mission early and was asked to cover the space station's trunnion pins with a thermal cover. The astronaut was asked to complete this as a free-floating task. Despite not having the cover properly attached, inevitably losing track of it as it floated off. Of course. And that's one of the main hypotheses or uh, debunking. People say, you're looking up at the sky, you're seeing the Black Knight satellite. Oh, it's not the Black Knight satellite. It's just a blanket, a yeah. space blanket. A solar blanket that you can see with like with a, with a telescope while this blanket is, is uh, orbiting the Earth at 18,000 miles an hour. Um, sounds, sounds reminiscent to I saw a UFO. No, it was swamp gas. Yeah, it was just swamp. The, it, NASA went as far as to actually categorize this as item number 25570. So by making it official and categorizing it, uh, they've seemingly explained away a 13,000-year-old satellite that's been orbiting the Earth. Right. Now, let me help you out if you're unfamiliar with uh, NASA's credibility. So... This astronaut made a mistake and this solar blanket went off, but it's logged as item 25570 under the International Space Station, like lost junk and debris. But the moon landings and the and and the technology to get to the moon have been taped over and lost. But we're going to there's this blanket up there. We're going to keep know that. Yeah. Don't don't anybody write or delete this out of the information. You know, it's entirely possible that NASA's claims are true. There are plenty of similarities between the thermal cover and the images believed to be the Black Knight. There aren't, however, sufficient explanations of sightings and documentations of the satellite from the 50s and 60s by numerous government and scientific agencies. Love it. So, this thing has been documented, and, and it's... We'll find out further, even right. further back, turn of the century, turn of the 
turn of the 1900s, this right. thing has been logged. But NASA just says it's a thermal blanket that slipped away during a mission. Yeah, what was that? Uh, it was like in the 90s, probably. Right, yeah. All these years later, we know what it is. Right. Now, let's see. Uh, so, in 1963, while orbiting the Earth, astronaut Gordon Cooper reported seeing a glowing green light ahead of his Mercury 9 module. He reported it to the Australian Space Command, who were able to track it. Oddly enough, when Cooper returned to Earth, he was not allowed to talk about the light, and it was officially reported he had suffered from hallucinations from excess of carbon dioxide in his cabin. Now, let's just stop right there. Because if you've ever seen the type of training that these astronauts go through, I mean, the G-forces that they're put in, those things that spin around real quick, and they're put in situations where they're almost going to pass out. And they're trained to do this thing where they're like, and like squeeze down on their core, and that keeps them from like passing out or hallucinating. And that's just, and that's routine against like pilots in our, in our military. And these guys are supposed to be the best of the, I mean, if I was him, I would be so mad. I'd be like, I gave my life to you guys, and now you're going to discredit me to the public. And it's, well, that's just NASA. Oh, and not to forget to mention that uh, that um, the Australian Space Command was able to track this uh, plastic bag that came off of the International Space Station. Right. We, we, uh, we're tracking it, so... It's it's okay. We've got it. We've got it listed. We've got it logged, and we're tracking it. It was uh, it was just a hallucination that those that the green lights and the the spaceship you saw when you were floating in orbit that never happened. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think the Australian Space Command was even telling him which direction it was going in, and it was in accordance with it passing right by him. Just crazy. <clears throat> now, despite NASA's attempt to explain what Cooper saw with more mundane explanation, he continued throughout his life to divulge stories that detailed his experience with UFOs and other explained phenomena. He often spoke of attempted government cover-ups regarding UFOs and unexplained activity. So it could be probable he saw the Black Knight, realizing its existence was deliberately being withheld from the public. And I can give you another example of when Gordon Cooper was working for our government and he thought, well, great, some information is finally going to come out to the public. I was part of it. And here we go. He was out at uh, Nullis Air Force Base, otherwise known as Area 51. And he was told that you are going to film this disc. This uh, extraterrestrial disc is going to come in. It's going to land. There's going to be an entity that gets off. You're going to film this. So just like they said, he, he, this is what his claim was. Here came the silver disc. It came in. It hovered down to the ground silently, and like a three-leg tripod came out. He said then a compartment in the ship just opened up because the ship was seamless, and out walked an extraterrestrial, which was then met by you know, some high-ranking official and escorted into a hangar. Now, he filmed all that and was told, okay, there's going to be a courier come for this video. It's going to be sent to the Pentagon so that, you know, all the investigation can be done and that the public can be made aware. So he thought, great. So he handed this over to the courier. This video was never seen again. It probably ended up in the back room like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just Cooper is a credible. I mean, he's not a stupid man. He's an astronaut for Pete's sake. So... For NASA to go above and beyond to discredit even their own astronauts on what they're... I mean, if his eye testimony is not worthy, 
then there should not be a jury in this country that should be able to put anybody in jail or based off an eyewitness testimony because apparently it's not credible right. by anybody. He didn't see what he saw. Right. So that's NASA's stance. And there's been other astronauts that have been up there and have said the same thing. Oh, sure. Uh, in, in just recent time, uh, Buzz Aldrin. He was talk. He talks about Mars and and the megalith that's on uh, the moon of Mars, Phobos, and he's always saying people are going to wonder when they get there who put that there, who put that there. You can pull it up on YouTube. He slipped several times saying that we need to go back to Mars. I mean, he was the fir- he was one of the first people on the moon. I mean, you're not going to mistake Mars for the moon unless maybe you have a little bit more knowledge. And I know we've covered it on podcast past podcasts but people like um buzz aldrin were were found like wandering the streets drunk and all he's mumbling to himself is we lied to all of you we lied to all of you about the moon um i i don't know if any of you have ever dealt with somebody that's dealt excessively drinking but they're pretty honest right the (laughs) the truth comes out it certainly does truth serum yeah so very interesting so um Let's let's keep going on. All right. In 2015, the ISS filmed the Black Knight satellite. Those who have been waiting and looking for signs of extraterrestrial life will be clapping their hands with glee over a video that was taken on the International Space Station. The video may be the thing that proves they are right, as it shows a strange formation, which many have said is an alien craft with the name the Black Knight Satellite. The image captured by the ISS, it's not crystal clear, but then again, they never are. But it has enthusiasts arguing that it is clearly showing the Black Knight Satellite's shape. This is an alien vehicle that is, and one that has been creating a buzz throughout the last couple of years. Definitely. I mean, we're looking at this picture right in front of us, and uh, if you go out to uh, Facebook or Instagram, we'll have a, a, a the picture that was taken um, by the ISS, and you can tell us whether you think that it's a garbage bag or if it looks like probably the most accurate alien spacecraft probe satellite that maybe you've ever laid your eyes upon and one of the weird things about it is that it's oriented uh vertically it's it's up and down right which is very reminiscent of uh, a movie that just was out recently uh was it called arrival oh yeah 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 arrival the ship was uh almost shaped like the dark knight satellite and when it came down to earth it, it went vertical um also um there was another movie i think it was uh oh begins it oh i forget but uh if i think of it i'll say it but in that movie too people were making correlations between the same spacecraft because they both did the same thing they both came into earth's or atmosphere and uh went upright so most of us orient things horizontally like if you think of the spacecraft coming in or sure uh the shuttle missions they all had the picture and it was all horizontally oriented but this this shot, and you'll see it when we put it up, it, it is taken in a vertical position, which if there was an alien uh, species, they wouldn't abide by our rules. No. They wouldn't need to orient. If, if something was weightless, they wouldn't need to orient it in any context. Well, absolutely, because when you're out in space, there is no up or down or right or left. 
It's just space. Yeah, it's just space. So whatever's the most comfortable or whatever's the, the the easiest for that craft to just take position and just orbit constantly for what thirteen thousand years or more. And they're and they're rigid. Those lines that are on the picture show this ship or this uh, or this um, satellite, this artifact as as rigid sides. It it's not something that you would see hurling through space like an asteroid. It's something that was deliberately created and and put there. Right, because uh, not too long ago, I th- I believe it was. Uh maybe december of 2017 there was this rock formation that was coming close to earth but it came from interstellar space and they were calling it a muamua because it was named uh, after the i guess it was spotted from the the hawaiian telescope so they called it a muamua but many physicists stated that it's most likely an alien probe um, if not an alien craft coming by to visit earth and a lot of people at NASA tried to debunk it, saying, no, it's just a meteor from that came from interstellar space. And these physicists shot back, saying, if that's the case, then why is it it slowed down near Earth? And then as it, got, as it passed Earth, it sped up, it changed its trajectory so that it could slingshot itself around the Earth and then exit back uh, out into interstellar space. Thrusting itself with the gravitational pull. Right, exactly. So if that was a rock, it would definitely not slow down because you're going to hit mass speed coming from interstellar space at one point or another. You're not going to be able to go any faster. And you sure as heck can't change directory before you slingshot. That's a common That's common in so many uh, sci-fi movies is that we're going to slingshot around a planet or around the Earth or even around the moon right. and use its gravitational pull to give us extra propulsion. So it's seemingly an advanced technology there. Right, and it, it seems like that's seeded into our consciousness because uh, if these extraterrestrials are our ancestors and that was the way that they did things, well, obviously that's going to be coming into our mind as we're getting into to the quote-unquote um, international space race, if you will. Right. So, okay, the Black Knight satellite is said to be one of the most famous of space objects that are orbiting planet Earth. Or is it just a conspiracy theory? Now, the artificial satellite has been the cause of much interest in the media, and it has been since the late 1950s. It also become one of the space objects that have been most talked about. It was first suggested that the Black Knight satellite may have been a spy satellite from Russia, and it has held the interest of millions of UFO seekers from around the world. Don't you find it interesting whenever there's something in our country that can't be explained? It's always Russia's fault. It's That is like uh, the go-to thing. It, it We... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a bomb and it's gonna be huge. Why? Well, to defend ourselves from Russia. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And it, dinner's gonna be late. Why? Russia. <laughs> yeah, Russia's the answer to everything. Uh, and you know, the U.S. when we were claiming dominance a long time ago, back uh, during the Cold War, it goes back to us really just being economically at the top of the heap. 
And that Cold War, a lot of people say, was just a reason for us to collapse. And the, even the lunar landing. Right. The lunar landing was just a reason for us to collapse the Russian economy so that there was no competitor equal to the U.S. Exactly. And um, in one of my uh, favorite movies, uh, Interstellar, they talk about that, act, that exact propaganda right there. And the reason I brought that up is because I watched the uh, behind the scenes of Interstellar and the directors and producers, they had brought in top physicists. So what had that movie, if we had their quote unquote, had the technology is, is as accurate as it possibly could be down to hovering near the black holes, um, time and, and gravity being able to transcend different dimensions, um, love being able to trans trans uh, or come through the different dimensions as well. Light. Light. Um, so that movie is right on. And, you know, in that movie, Matthew McConaughey, he was an astronaut and he was being told by a teacher that, Nobody went to the moon. It was propaganda to bankrupt the uh, uh, Soviet Union. So if they were consorting with all these different high-level scientists and physicists and they come up with that information that's going to anger Matthew McConaughey, whether he wants to believe it or not, just might have to think, well, if the rest of the movie's true, so is that. You and, know? and now we have uh, the Chinese going to the moon. And it is seemingly with the tariffs that we're putting on China now, they're, they're our newest, biggest competitor. And it kind of has the rhetoric of all of it happening again with our new competitor now. And the U.S. slapping all these tariffs and trade wars with China, similar sure. to what we did in the Cold War with Russia. Oh, yeah. And if anybody thinks that just because China is now uh, sending up they have uh, they have rovers on the moon right now. If anybody thinks, well, great, we have this or outside country doing these independent studies, maybe we'll get some answers. Well, then you don't really understand how the United States government works because uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of this theory. Maybe we'll cover it on another podcast. But uh, the uh, I guess, uh, for the lack of a better term, the president of Japan, he was to sign over rights to uh, their energy all the energy in Japan to the United States. And he actually said, you can look this interview up. It's on YouTube. And he actually stated that he said no to the United States. And the United States said, if you do not sign over your banking to us, we're going to hit you near your nuclear power system with a tsunami. Well, guess what? He didn't sign over. Their country got hit with a tsunami by a nuclear power plant. And then he signed over the banking rights to the United States. It's documented. You can check it out. That's not conspiracy. That is actual truth. Fukushima, I just watched a documentary on uh, people that are going sightseeing near the Fukushima uh, meltdown site, and it is bizarre. They show these guys going up to the no-go zone with their own Geiger counters, and they got close enough so that and there's like 13 people on this bus and the bus driver was just going to drive in as far as he could and their geiger counters all at the same time say like uh just for a round number one one is an okay number their geiger counters all shot up to like 13 14 15 oh. they they said to the bus driver stop the bus right now we've seen enough we don't want to see anything more than this. And he's driving them through these ghost towns and there's nobody there except for the, the, uh, 
Japanese uh, security officials all dressed in yellow with radioactive symbols on their backs. And once those Geiger counters started going up to the point of unsafeness, all the tourists, all these crazy tourists that were just thrill seekers, they stopped seeking that thrill. Absolutely, because you're going to get cooked from the inside out. And I'll tell you another thing, that bus would probably that they were traveling on didn't have much more equipment on it than um, than the Apollo missions <laughs> and going through the uh, Van Allen belts. And these guys are getting a 13 on their Geiger counter, and they're like, get us out of here. Right. And they went through millions more times radiation. Yeah, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin wouldn't be, they shouldn't be alive if they went through that. They'd the, have been the, cooked no. like a microwave. Yep. Okay, so where are we? Um, uh, the Black Knight satellite first came into the media in San Francisco Examiner and the St. Louis Dispatch, wrote about the satellite on May 14th, while Time Magazine went with a story on March 7th of 1960. Ufologists have said that the satellite is alien and has been keeping watch over Earth for 13,000 years. And there is, um, there is documentation of um, different tribes and different, um, uh, I guess just tribes across the U.S. that have that has now been chalked up as folklore that, uh, but they've seen this black Knight satellite and it's been in communication with people for the last 13,000 years. Cause they didn't just pull that number out. It's come from many inside like cave drawings, uh, written down in Sumerian texts and different things of that nature. And you know, they, this, this black Knight satellite is, is putting a signal out as well as receiving signals. And as human beings, uh, without any, and the, from a tribal s- perspective, without any high resolution equipment or towers or anything of that nature, the only thing that we can assume is that these individuals are the beacons that are picking up these signals from the Black Knight satellite. Right. So as tribes go back through their oral history, someone must have been able to be. Uh, in tune with the universe or sensitive enough to actually get a signal and somehow try to explain it to the rest of the tribe and say, hey, there's something up there that I can feel that's sending me a signal and and it's telling me something and I really don't have words to put it into, but I can tell you that there is a, a correspondence between myself and something that is just up in our sky. Right. And what's what's crazy to go hand in hand with what you just said was, uh, I think we might have mentioned this on a past podcast, uh, briefly going over maybe similar topic, but um, 13,000 years ago, there was a map made of the world that was taken. It's, it's an aerial view. And um, carbon dating has put it at 13,000 years ago right along the same time as the Black Knight satellite. So if we have an aerial view of the Earth and perfectly mapped out down to the you know, every T crossed and I dotted, then it, one would assume that something from above had to do this because it'd be impossible. You, oh, could, you yeah. couldn't map the world just by you know walking it I or could, boating it. I couldn't tell you what our valley looks like from an aerial perspective. <laughs> I've never been up there. Totally, totally. So the Black Knight satellite, along with uh, many other objects that have uh, said are alien, have been seen by millions of people around the world since the ISS installed a live feed. 
Now, there's a new video, and it has been argued that the alien vehicles can be clearly seen, and it is not a thermal blanket, which is what many skeptics have claimed to be, such as NASA. Now, looking at the photo, the object does look strange, and it does seem to look like any uh, object that doesn't seem to look like any man-made object and it's it's orbiting the planet one thing is that the orbit of the object which is odd along with the shape and design which is exactly what people would expect an alien spacecraft to look like now hunters searching for ufos have said that the object does not have any solar panels on on its main body and this would lead many uh, to believe that uh it's using and relying on a propulsion system that is unknown to quote-unquote man except for deep state and the secret space program but not to the public you know what that reminds me of uh the iss live feed is the tesla live feed when oh yeah 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 very good so quick story before we uh jump right back into this um so they want to deny that uh, anything from the black satellite is getting out and this and that and there's nothing out there but uh you know um just space and that's it and we're the center of the universe so it was interesting um back when tesla was launching um getting ready with the bfg e- elon musk's tesla not to be oh yes Nick oh yes tesla. since we're talking about so elon musk's tesla of uh, tesla motors and uh, tesla space program he was testing one of his rockets and you know many of you may have watched this but uh, he was launching one of his tesla cars out into space forever uh, just to be traveling, and he had like a little robot sitting behind the driver's seat, you know, for he, all of eternity. Yeah, he was actually sending out a Tesla sports car on uh, with a spacecraft powered by those Mercury rockets. Right, right. So, and he had he had all kinds of cameras attached to this, so that um, you know, while our satellites were still picking up images of it and being able to keep in contact with it, you could look out the front windshield of the car and see what this robot is seeing. Well, I did that one night, and I'm going to have to post it on our social media, um, but I dropped it to my iPhone through iMovie just so that it would never be scrubbed, and you can see these craft just going by, zipping by this car, and uh, it, it, it really is uh, something amazing. So I was all excited about that. I'm talking to this video that I got from all kinds of people just to find out that Elon Musk was notified, well, upon your next launch, as soon as you hit the Earth's atmosphere, all cameras have to be turned off. Now, why would that be? Well, if... Uh, if a guy like me just sitting on my cell phone can spot craft zipping by this, you can be sure that there is other more or maybe credible physicists that saw the thing and questions are starting to come up. So, of course, now space is off limits. The NASA has decided that no one on the Earth is privy to see what's going on there. And it's just another layer of secret. And I, I guarantee that Elon Musk doesn't like it because he does not like our government whatsoever. He doesn't. And that's one of the coolest parts about him and what happens with these mega rich uh guys and corporations is that they get to a point where they're so big that the government brings them in to the inside of the military industrial complex sure bigelow aerospace is one for he was a guy bigelow he's a billionaire he's he's stated publicly that he believes in extraterrestrial life he um he has stated that he's working i mean 
part, some of the things that he invented are now on the ISS, like being able to create extra rooms. They go up there and they're able to attach it to the hull and it just expands. Now they have more room on the ISS, almost like an extra bedroom. But he invented that technology. But now people are trying to say that some NASA and deep state are going within Bigelow Aerospace. They're like, you know what? Okay, fine. We'll tell you everything that you need to know, but you're going to help us design this and you're going to help us work within the confine of the name Bigelow Aerospace. Now, why would that be? Well, simply because if it's a private organization not run by the government, nobody can run a uh, Freedom of Information Act on Bigelow Aerospace. So again, now they got double layer security. It's a catch-22. You you get to that point where you're so big and you're creating these new uh these new parts of the ISS and all of a sudden you're infiltrated by deep state yeah because uh, I mean you have money like Bigelow aerospace um, he was doing it anyway so it was like if you can't beat them join them and get them under wraps at the same time and uh, Elon just proved it with his FCC fine Elon was fined 20 million dollars because he said that he had secured the money that he needed for a project that he was doing and he tweeted it and over Correct. over that tweet he was fined 20 million dollars and you know what the very next week he was tweeting and taunting the FCC after he paid that 20 million dollar fine as if to say What's $20 million to me? Yeah, exactly. And I love that because simply unless uh, NASA or some people from inside NASA would it, would it be able to infiltrate his technology when he launches his spacecraft, you know what? I'd be like, you don't own space. I'm, these are my cameras. This is my company. This is my money. Uh, I'm, my cameras are staying on. Now, he'd probably get whacked. Which yeah. I don't want to see because he's like uh, he's like our modern day Tesla. Oh, Elon Musk is uh, he? You can equate him to so many in history because he's done so much because he's come up with these ideas. But not only has he come up with the ideas, but he's seen them through. No one could put electric cars out because the deep state was pushing them back down, buying the rights to them. But uh, Elon Musk and Tesla were able to put those electric cars out that have become so popular in our modern day culture. And he was smart about it. Um, from the get-go, he announced publicly what he was going to do. So now he's announced publicly that he can do this. He's tested it and this and that. He's going to bring it to the masses. Well, Deep State can't shut him down now because they'll be like, oh, what, what are they going to, they're going to force him to say, I was just kidding. I, I really can't do that. And to all the billions in investors, uh, yeah, we, we weren't really able to pay it off. But what's interesting in talking about the Black Knight satellite and talking about people like Elon Musk and uh, and Tesla and even uh, Stephen Hawkins of, of his recent, uh, well, like listen to this, recently there was a series of fast radio bursts. Now, this, this article is from a few years back because obviously Hawking has uh, gone on. But uh, recently, a series of fast radio bursts was picked up by Stephen Hawking's Breakthrough Listen Initiative, which has, some has people speculating could be coming from the technology of an advanced extraterrestrial species. This wouldn't be the first time a scientist picked up on signals from the cosmos, and it's believed to be of alien origin. Now, nearly a century ago, Nikola Tesla claimed to have recorded electrical signals at his laboratory in Colorado Springs that were of an intelligent nature. 
Tesla had been working on technology for his Wardenclyffe Tower when he noticed signals which were not of an earthly origin and could be ruled out as being weather-related. He believed the signals were being transmitted from a civilization on Mars, and so he developed a device to send signals back out to make contact. Tesla was arguably the most well-versed in radio signal transmissions at the time, having pioneered the technology, so it's hard to imagine he would have been confused by any earthly interference. That's amazing. So, I mean, that was a century ago with Nikola Tesla. So, I mean... The thing about Tesla was that he didn't have a predecessor. He was truly pioneering this technology, so he really didn't have any set limits. So if he were to say, hey, I've made a a radio transmitter, which nobody knew what, what that was. Right. And I've also made it sensitive enough to pick up uh, signals from the out, outside of our Earth's atmosphere. That wouldn't, to him, seem weird at all. Right. But then it's, a, it's, it's credibility that comes into play. Because look, I mean, he, he's really the person that came up with the ideas with, with electricity and for, you know, not Edison. Edison got the credit. But I believe Tesla had the patent. Uh-huh. So, again, so if you're not somebody of, of the high stature like uh, like Edison was, who they can quote-unquote say is credible because he invented uh, electricity or whatever, and uh, then you got a guy like Tesla who's begging J.P. Morgan for the money to build Wardenclyffe, J.P. Morgan gives him some funds until he finds out uh, that Tesla has no intention of being able to put a meter on this so that people can be charged for it. And then, of course, uh, all the funds are pulled and Wardenclyffe is uh, left to nothing. Right. They stifled his his scientific um, findings by taking the funding away. Yeah. So if you take away the funding, then you take away the cause for the media to inquire about what you're continually working on and everything just goes by the wayside. Except for the fact that it, it didn't go by the way. So. No, no, not a, a matter of fact, we were just talking about this in pre-show about, right, about the Warden Cliff that's down in Texas. Yeah, how about it? They've actually created a Warden Cliff Tower based off of Nikola Tesla's designs, and they didn't really announce what it was for a long time, but it's it's out now, and uh, you can see it on, on YouTube or anywhere on the internet. Uh, a lot of folks were driving by it and, and wondering what this tower on the horizon was, and uh, finally... It came out, uh, and it's been reported through many news factions that it is a Wardenclyffe Tower based off of Nikola Tesla's designs. Right, and 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 but that answer didn't come easy. People have been inquiring about it for a while, and just like anything else with, with energy related that, that they're trying to keep uh, compartmentalized, they were like, "No, there's nothing going on." Oh, yeah, that might look familiar to well, it's no a weather it's beacon. Not. Yeah, weather beacon. It's a weather balloon. It's this. It's <laughs> that. It's a woozy. It's a wazzy. It's it's just it's just. And then they came out and said, okay, because they couldn't hide it anymore because you could see it from the highway. And they're like, yes, it is a warden cliff. And yes, we are going to, we are messing with free energy. And, but just for them, I guess. Right. It's a privately owned building. Right. Well, let's, let's wrap this up a little bit. Okay. So no one knows exactly what those signals were, but some believe they may have been a transmission from the Black Knight satellite. Uh, 
Not long after Tesla's reception, an amateur radio operator in Norway named Jorgen Haus recorded the transmissions called Long Delayed Echoes, or LDEs. Stanford professor Ron Bracewell proposed the idea that these echoes were the product of an alien satellite picking up the radio signals from Earth and rebroadcasting them back, creating a delay of several seconds. I think we saw six or eight seconds of a delay. Right. Some speculate the Black Knight could be this theoretical transmitter, known after uh, Ron Bracewell as a Bracewell probe. Interesting. I like it. It's, 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 it. We're getting there. Now, in the early 70s, a man named Duncan... Lunin reinterpreted and examined these LDEs, concluding that they were too strong to simply be echoed radio signals from Earth. Lunin said he translated the signals and, to his surprise, found a map of Epsilon Budis, a binary star in the Budis system. Now, that system is located 202.200 light years away. So, okay, putting it in layman terms, if you knew how to travel at the speed of light, it would still take you 202 years to get there. That's pretty far off. And this guy was able to, uh, Lunin, was able to nail down the signal. and He, he, he mapped the signal. At first, Tesla was able to uh, decipher the, sim, the signal as saying one, two, three, four with dashes in between and tesla said i can tell that it's uh an alien signal it's not it's not from earth and i can see that they're using numbers and i think and his his hypothesis was that he thought that aliens were communicating with a numeric because numbers are universal in a numeric way but it wasn't until duncan lunan was able to dive deeper into the signal when he found to his surprise that map of epsilon buddhist right and it also in 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 one of the um documentaries uh covering duncan lunan he said that also that what he had found within the map of uh not not only was it a map of this binary system basically saying that the people that built this black knight satellite this is where we are there was a message encoded saying people of earth we are from epsilon buddhist a binary star in the boot system so there was actually a greeting at the beginning of it saying you know welcome to the people of earth so once i mean if this granted if this thing's thirteen thousand years old they have this message programmed in there or whatever, just waiting for the technology of humanity to catch up with it. And then so that we could join possibly our brothers and sisters amongst the stars. And imagine at, at you know, this point, we're only able to read the message uh, a 202 light year. If, even if we could hit the speed of light, it would take three generations. We'd need a generational ship just to get out there to go to where this map is leading us. Well, sure. If we would have taken this trip at the beginning of the 1800s, we'd just be, we had just got there within the last 15 years traveling at the speed of light. So our, our humanity's technology is not at the place that we need to be to visit Epsilon Buddhist, but the fact that we know that it's out there. And, and they're communicating with us. And that they've given us the map. Hey, uh, earthlings we want to we want to be we want to meet you we want you to come to epsilon buddhas um figure out how <laughs> right 
Now, one of the one of the cool things that uh, that Tesla also stated, and this is me and Steve really love this. Um, Tesla stated, while most man-made satellites orbit in a prograde, due to the ease and fuel efficiency of using the Earth's gravitational pull, the Black Knight is said to orbit in retrograde, adding to its curious nature. So it's it's orbiting in a polar orbit, uh, as opposed to an equatorial orbit. And instead of uh, orbiting in prograde, which would just allow it to naturally use Earth's gravitational pull to pull it around, right. it's it's opposite. It's it's in retrograde, right? Which means that there is some source of energy that goes along with the Black Knight satellite that is stronger than the Earth's gravitational and moon pull, right? Which seems to us as a dead giveaway that this is not a plastic a, bag. <laughs> yeah. This is not something that naturally is occurring. I mean, come on. The, the astronaut doesn't remember. I mean, the biggest mistake he's ever made. I, I forget. I mean, if that was me up there, I'd been like, it was the one on the left and uh, it slipped out my glove. I was afraid I was going to puncture a hole in it. And then my suit was going to deepen. Come on, dude. Yeah. You got to come up with better stuff than that. Which one of the pins did you leave uncovered? Uh, I forget. Yeah. No more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well uh that's our show on the black satellite we hope that you enjoyed it we uh we certainly had a ball uh creating it for you please go out and visit our facebook page and our instagram page and uh share it with as many uh friends family as you possibly can let's spread the word let's get the the subtle beast truth out there and start waking some people up had a bunch of fun with you folks so did i buddy so until next time i'm folks and i'm steve and we'll see you next time take care one another. Bye-bye.